welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 20 of Impact Boom. My name is Tom Allen, I'm the director of Sun Positive and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Dr. Lainey Kalantidou, a highly experienced and passionate design psychologist, researcher and educator working at QCA Griffith University. Eleni has authored and developed a number of undergraduate and postgraduate courses grounded in theoretical knowledge and research methods from the fields of design, continental philosophy, sociology, political sciences, psychology and anthropology and their implementation in real-life projects. Her research is focused on developing a new understanding of design psychology, deriving from an amalgamation of design and psychology. This research is related to sustainable and unsustainable ways of being, reconfiguring humans' material and technological dependence, and comprehending risk in conditions of unsettlement. Her publications include the book, Design in the Borderlands, which she co-authored and co-edited with Tony Fry, and a number of scholarly articles. Her collaborations entail Global Studio, for which she organised the People Building Better Cities exhibition in Brisbane, and she's worked on projects with Sticky Situations in South Africa, Health Habitat in Sydney, the World Wellness Group, and Culture in Mind. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss a range of Eleni's projects, which are working to create positive social change. We'll get Eleni's insights into the world of design futuring and hear more about the central arguments of her book, And along the way, we'll undoubtedly get some interesting perspectives from Eleni about creating tertiary education programs that prepare students to tackle complex problems. Eleni, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. So, Eleni, to start things off, could you please share a little bit about your background in design and psychology and what led to your move to Australia from Greece? I was born and raised in Thessaloniki, Greece. Um, I hold a bachelor's degree in psychology and Mm a PhD in architecture. Yep. Despite the fact that those two don't seem connected, uh, psychology is the driving force behind design, and design strongly affects psychologies, ontologies, and cosmologies. Um, I tried to combine the two as part of my PhD research, which was conducted in London and Barcelona. Yep. The intention was to show the role psychosocial factors play in uh, how intelligent interior working environments affect their users. Mm -hmm. The reason why I moved to Australia was because I wanted to work with Tony Fry, a design theorist and philosopher. Very well known. Yep. Uh, So as to turn my ideas into projects Mm -hmm. and educational material and develop the field of design psychology. So what is it that drives you to work in academia then? Um, Academia provides the space to test ideas Mm -hmm. 
experiment with pedagogies and interact with fresh minds. Uh, it is also a constantly changing environment, uh, for better or worse, mm -hmm. that challenges me to reinvent myself, my teaching and my practice. Mm. Academia also allows me to bring together students and organizations and produce work that uh, benefits both parties. Mm. Uh, students gain experience yep. from working with a real client and NGOs receive services for free. Mm. So it's a win-win. certainly is. I think it's something that some universities do better than others in terms of bringing in real uh, practitioners and allowing their students to experience that. So it's great to see that you're doing that in your field. So your work centers around reconfiguring humans' material and technological dependence. So could you please share more about this work and some of the projects you're working on to do this? Um, we currently take for granted the material world and our connection to it, a condition that perpetuates wanting more and doing less. Mm. Uh, so our predisposition towards our position in the world leads to damaging our natural environment and losing basic skills based on our cognitive abilities. Mm. One of the main goals of my research is to discover how to reactivate the need for human interaction, collaboration and agency in order to uh, preserve what we've got and prevent more damage. So in collaborating on projects with clients and travelling with students, to countries like Indonesia and Nepal, what have been some of the outcomes from projects like these and what are the key challenges in making a collaboration like this happen? Um, I didn't go to Nepal. Uh, in Nepal my students um, worked with local students and teachers so as to build toilets for a school under the supervision of um, one of my mentors, uh, the late Paul Followers. Mm -hmm. Um, who was also one of the directors of Health Habitat. Yeah. So despite the fact that I wasn't able to go, uh, my students went and they produced great work mm. with Paul. Yeah. Uh, the project is currently completed. In Indonesia, me and my students conducted research in order to help Animal Friends Georgia, mm -hmm. an NGO based in Georgia which is in Java. Yeah to contest animal brutality and repair local biodiversity. Uh, this project produced a number of design strategies that were the outcome of analyzing the material collected in Indonesia yep. and in collaboration with Animal Friends Georgia. Uh, the, the trip also produced a photographic exhibition, mm -hmm. uh, the profits of which were donated to Animal Friends Georgia. The key challenges Moving on to your second question, yeah. um, are for both parties to respect cultural differences and be open to different ways of doing things. Mm. Another issue is how to foster an ongoing relationship and remove the charity aspect from it. Um, intercultural collaboration should be about mutual empowerment and learning from each other. Mm. That's what I think. Well said. So a lot of your work is really around this sustainable or unsustainable way of living, right? So what do you believe are some of the top three issues that are related to humans living unsustainably? Uh, three things. Negation, yep. nihilism, and imposed comfort. Mm -hmm. 
Negation is our inability to see ourselves as existentially eco-dependent, a yep. phrase coined by Edgar Morin, mm. uh, which sums it all. Yeah. Yeah. Nihilism is related to how we see the future mm-hmm. um, as something that will never come, and if and when it does, it won't affect us. Mm. Um, imposed comfort is a condition of losing our curiosity, yeah. our animal capacity to constantly rediscover the world, and to evolve through trial and error, which um, eventually leads to negating change and not wanting to face the inevitable. Mm. It's something that I read about in one of your recent articles, uh, and it was certainly some interesting reading. Alongside some of those articles, uh, in 2014, you co-authored Design in the Borderlands with Tony Fry. Could you please tell the listeners what this book is about and what the central arguments are? Design in the Borderlands tried to open the dialogue regarding the monocultural nature of contemporary design. Mm how it um, operates from a Eurocentric point of view and how existing and erased designs found in borderlands reveal cosmologies that need to be acknowledged as a means to sustain um, habitats, Mm. not only natural but cultural as well. So with vast experience across different continents, how have you seen the tertiary education sector shift and what challenges do you think universities will face into the future? For me, education is all about the true meaning of pedagogy. Um, it's a Greek word. Yep. Agogi is showing pedia, peda, which means children mm-hmm. in Greek, how to act socially, mm-hmm. teaching them values and helping them to build their own character. Uh, these days, Tertiary education is more marked than pedagogy-driven and is trying to survive in conditions of capitalism. Mm-hmm. I don't see uh, this, the business model followed by a number of institutions producing graduates that can think for themselves mm-hmm. and contribute to a better future. I don't see that happening. And so do you think this is because of that market-driven element that really, uh, you know, the universities are chasing a viable business model. They're trying to push students through the door, perhaps. Is Education it has become more uh, quantitative. Mm. So it's all about the numbers. And I understand the pressure that it's been under. But um, at the same time, and given the rise of unemployment and the replacement of jobs by machines, mm. it doesn't even give. Uh, students the means to be agile, inventive and cope with that reality. So I don't see the benefit coming out of that in Mm. terms of what the students gain as an educational experience. Sure. So what key steps do you believe a tertiary educator should be taking then to best prepare those, those students as change makers or social innovators? Uh, In my opinion, creativity lies in resourcefulness. Mm -hmm. It is about teaching students uh, that we need to take small, careful steps in order to first understand and then handle contemporary world problems. Mm -hmm. If you'd ask my students, they would tell you that I hate the word solution. 
I think that the most important thing we can teach our students is to believe in the process of doing and learning and what this brings into existence instead of having a fixed goal and always expecting a certain outcome. The world is constantly changing and they should be able to realistically keep up with these changes. Mm. So what advice then would you give to students from the creative industries or other areas as well who are passionate about using their future career to, to create positive social change? Focus on the work and not themselves. Mm. It sounds really noble, but I strongly believe that most of them get quickly frustrated after graduation because their priority is not to improve their craft, but to get established in the profession. Mm. And the work should be about identifying problems from a systemic point of view, understanding that everything is interconnected, not about creating more problems. Mm. It's a great insight. So what inspirational projects are you currently observing from around the world and who are the academia or practitioners leading these projects? Um, most of these projects are led by uh, frustrated professionals or uh, former academics or uh, people that just want to uh, bring change into this world. So um, I'm passionate mostly about projects that provide refugees with opportunities to work and be part of their new homes, mm -hmm. such as Mazimas, yep. which I think is, uh, it started from London, but it's spreading everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm also passionate about uh, projects that are related to social and physical repair such as Chris Hellwell's tool library in Edinburgh, mm. uh, the Furniture Bank in Toronto, and Cupa Mare, a collective of trash collectors in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Nice. I'll definitely leave those links below so the, the audience can, can have a flick through. So are there any particular projects that you have on the horizon that you're excited about? Um, we're currently updating the Handle With Care platform by adding the e-waste locations and facilities. Mm -hmm. I'm also designing a few projects related to social and self-repair as part of my ongoing investigation of how to develop the field of design psychology, mm. uh, which is the main focus of my research work. This project is related to creating pragmatic models of living. Mm designed according to psychologies grounded in acceptance of risk and exploring the psychological dimensions that could lead to the evaluation and reapproach of human adaptation. A really important aspect in relation to that is redefining sacrifice, mm. um, enacting thyself and community agency. Mm. Very interesting project. Great, so to finish off then, are there any great books that you would recommend to our listeners? From the classics, I would definitely recommend Niklas Luhmann's Psychological Communication, mm. a great book about social systems and the environment, yep. and Giorgio Gaban's The Coming Community. Great, okay, well I'll stick them below. Alani, thanks so much for your generous insights and time today. Uh, we'll look forward to following your projects into the future and, and seeing what you're up to. My pleasure and thank you for interviewing me. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. 
You'll find links to the initiatives, people, and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below. And remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page, and Twitter. Thank you.